Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? Happy Tuesday. It is 7 p.m. Eastern Tuesday evening. That means right here on readycheckradio.com and twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. We're bringing you Snowbound, the Blizzard podcast. We've got a lot of World of Warcraft stuff to talk about. We're even going to talk about some of those other games. Yes, they have other games. We'll talk about those as well. But if you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, head on over to readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O.com. Make sure you're giving us a follow on Twitch, on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Uh, so that you get notified of every single thing going on. And on Twitch, you'll get notified about all of our streamers, lovely volunteers behind the scenes, uh, streaming their heart's content on the sites for your entertainment. But we've got a lot to cover. I'm Mike Burns, so let's get right to it by introducing the co-hosts. Mr. Dom Greco, what's up, Zista? How's it going? How are you today? I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> it's a great way to stay in shape. Uh, run from one side of the ballroom to the other in bear form. That was, uh, wait, daddy issues. Help put Sire Denathrius in prison. Daddy Denathrius broken heart is the reward. Oh, man. <gasps> you know, if there was another co-host here and she was able to see the, oh, wait, she is here. It's Angela Mercurio, <laughs> Indy Garona. How are you? Hi. Welcome what was back. What achievement for? It's because I helped you put him in prison this week. My heart hurts right now. <laughs> I don't know what to think or say about that one, but yeah, I mean, he's not dead, though. So no, he's in prison. We locked him up. Yeah, Illidan was in prison, too. So. <laughs> we missed you last week. You're feeling better. Everything's good. Yes, feeling, feeling much better. Thank you guys good, good, for good. caring. Good. We have people ask about you, not just here on Ready Check. Like I said pre-show, they came over to MMO Bomb, my stream there, and Aww. asked if you were okay. So, oh, yeah. Well, sometimes the healer needs some heals, so I appreciate that. No problem. We are going to let you catch up briefly on one topic. We'll get to it in a few minutes here, where we talked okay. about our favorites uh, for the entirety of World of Warcraft. We are going to not give you the whole list. We won't rehash the whole show, but we are going to let you catch up on that one. Uh, sure. Now that you've been in Shadowlands for a uh, appropriate amount of time. Speaking of, Torghast event was one of the things that changed this week. Everybody got the ability to run around with a lovely pet and gather it some abilities. Wanted to get your guys' take on it, because from a tank perspective, uh, druid tank to be specific, uh, I did find the pets useful. Like, actually very, very useful. Um not having very many interrupts already makes solo Torghast a little bit of a challenge at certain points, uh, certain particular bosses uh, that like to spam abilities even after the nerf, and having the the companion there to either take some aggro for a while or even stun, depending on the, the targets we were fighting, uh, it made things a bit more enjoyable. Still a little bit of a challenge here and there, but nothing, uh, you know, overburdening or you know made me just want to scream or anything uh, i appreciated it but i didn't feel like it was making the content you know totally pointless for me to do just taking time and nothing else i thought for my class there was a nice little balance struck there what did you think indy 
So, I mean, here, here's the thing. I I don't even know. Uh, it's been the, the, the past week in this game, I've been a little bit disappointed rating aside. So I don't know if my opinion would be the best one here. Well, no, that's why we're given opinions. I, I fully acknowledge that this may vary not just from player to player, but from class to class on yeah. how useful or not useful the pets were. I appreciated it. I didn't feel like it trivialized the content, but it did make up for some gaps in some challenges I'd been having in higher tiers at higher floors. Uh, doesn't mean yes. it was impossible without the pet. I was clearing them without. This just sped things up a little bit for me, and I could appreciate that. What didn't you like I about I it, hyped it? Well, I think I was hyping up because you saw that the event was coming, right? Right. And I right. think we I talked just, about like, hyped it, it up. prior. Right. So the show that I missed probably would have been discussed a little bit. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. I, I'm a tour guest enthusiast as it is. I really enjoyed the Twisting Corridors. But the pet event, like, really, I ended up going through the first time, the first side I went through and I took the pet and I did all the, the little add-ons. And the coolest one was the thing that where the pet loots your items for you. Yeah. But a, apart from that, just being a healer, I was like, there's really nothing. Like, I wasn't super enthused with it. And I hate to say that because I love Torghast. So I don't want to. Hey, you I mean, know, it's not a permanent it. thing, though. So, and yeah. it is optional, too. If you don't take yep. the pet as the first to. anima choice, then you're not going to get any of the pet choices as drops further down the road. So it's totally optional. Um, yeah. I could see me taking it for certain things, not taking it for, for other things. Uh, Zista, what about you, sir? Are you in the did, middle did I, here, or are you siding with one of us? Did I just us? hear Indy say she enjoyed the Twisting Corridors? She yeah. did. I heard, okay, I was just yeah. making sure my hearing's good. Um, <laughs> the, the, do you have master the, volume up? Yeah, <laughs> I do, I do. Um, so I, I didn't mind the, the, the pet itself. I had other gripes. My gripes were with the way the um, selections worked when you had the pet. So there is one of the rares that you come across that I don't remember his name because there's so many rares in there. But he puts like a, a stacking debuff on you for failing to move out of mechanics where it's like every time you stand in it, you lose 5% DPS or something like that. So I was like, okay, well, whatever. I missed the first one. I clipped it, like just barely like missed it. Uh, so now I had 5% less damage. So I'm like, all right, well, now I know when I kill this rare, one of the options is a anima power that removes all the debuffs yeah, removes that he put all on the permanent debuffs. Right. So I just said, whatever. And I didn't bother getting out of the rest of them. So I think I built it up to like 20%. <laughs> and then because of the Maw Beasts, that power didn't end up showing up. So now I was gimped 20% for the entirety of the run for something that I know is supposed to be there. But because the the Maw Beast was taking over one of those slots, <laughs> it's no longer an option. And that happened again when we came across the, uh, the Tremor Beast um, in the group that I was in. I, it was a we ran it with three people the other two people got the heart of the beast the tremor heart that like heals you 15 percent of the the healing or whatever and increases damage and stuff like that i was the only one in the group that didn't get that option and we all had tremor beasts and i'm like i don't like this at all like i mean that, that to be that honest indy that sounds like a zisto problem i mean that's I, you know <laughs> i mean probably because the game just knew he didn't need it probably 
I, that's I just don't what like losing out on options that you know you're supposed to be getting yeah. because of this other thing. Yeah. It would yeah, be all right if it. if it was like in addition to or replacing some of the weaker ones, but not like the ones that everybody uses, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we're all kind of split. I was, you know, I'm generally in favor of it. Uh, Indy's kind of generally not. And Zista, you seem kind of right in the middle there. You, you got a little bit of gripes, but all in all, you were like, yeah, that's cool. Um, I like the beast. I liked them a lot. It was just the, the anima options. So if they can do something about that, I'd totally be on board. Chat, let us know what you think there. Um, speaking of events, it is Tuesday. That means not only do we get the weekly reset and the great vault and all that stuff, but we do get the next rotation in for events. This time, we've got the uh, Dungeons of Cata as far as our time walking events and we've got the firelands raid indy you're already you're like clapping what are you you're very everybody happy hates this I, I had we had a debate on discord about this earlier today but i was like oh i love cataclysm and everybody was like what's wrong with you like what is wrong with you i enjoyed kata enough to go run the dungeons it. a bunch of times yes and enough to rerun the raid you're gonna do firelands yeah Jeez. Those were the maybe it's okay. So maybe it's a little bit of nostalgia because Kata was like when things were really awesome in the game and things were like really enjoyable. The guild was really enjoyable. I think that's when I first started raiding with Zista, actually. Mm, I'm amazed See, I have you a have a perspective on enjoyable. Yeah, I'm amazed you have a good perspective on this then, if that's when yeah. that started. I mean, I mean, I started I raiding with Zista missed. and crew this past Friday, and I'm already, you know, there's going to be a storm in my house this weekend, <laughs> I'm sure. I, I just, I great way to stay in shape. It's a great way to stay in shape. <laughs> uh, it's storming, guys. I'm going to just chill here and eat a Toblerone. Uh, <laughs> Zista, you don't, uh, you a cat, you, you don't seem very excited compared to Indy on the, the no i mean here. this is the first expansion that i started raiding with indy why would i enjoy this expansion? <laughs> i'm showing the cat a trailer by the way and it had been forever <laughs> kidding, since I'm i had seen this <laughs> it had been forever since i've seen this like i almost threw up in my mouth a little bit when i was getting the b-roll together and oh. i saw that the date and i saw that the date was november 2010 or october 2010 for this trailer <gasps> Oh my I god! i was like bleh, bleh. this was in 2010 and then released in december of that year yeah that is 10 years ago my over if we're being 11, technical yeah. over i'm gonna go back 10 years ago at this point by a couple of months at this point uh i was excited for kata when it when it came out i was just coming off of you know lich king which was like the first big expansion for me playing at release and everything and you know, Deathwing, and it all looked great and everything uh i don't know if i'm gonna do firelands i wasn't a huge fan of the firelands raid um, so I don't think I'm going to bother trying to, you know, get into fighting matches with people about something that drops 200 gear and not being at 200 gear and w wait, why are we doing this? But what uh, if we do it as a guild group? If we do it as a guild group, I would go, I would go. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, I'm not going to be pugging anything like this. I will do the time walking dungeons though. I actually liked a lot of cataclysms dungeons. I thought they were some of the better ones in the game even if the ultimate story and raid cycle of Kata really, you know, wasn't quite there for me compared to Lich King, I did love a lot of the dungeons. But Zista, you're just, like, checked out on this topic. You're, like, staring into the void. Yeah. 
Um, I took a break through a lot of this expansion. Um, so like this, I was coming out of a US eight guild in vanilla and BC. And I, like, I'd started to, to do stuff with my friends. And then I joined, uh, months behind which was the guild me and indy were in and then like i got we we had some drama at the end of the expansion uh for what lich king and like coming into this one i was like all right in burning crusade i tried to raid with my friends it didn't work out in wrath of the lich king i went back to a top end guild in this one i'm gonna try to raid with my friends and stuff and do it again and it just kind of like we did really well. That was the thing is we blew through the content too fast. So like we cleared all of Grimbatol or not was it Grimbatol? No, uh I don't remember. The the one up top. The Sinestra. Can't think uh Bastion of Twilight. Um <laughs> so we cleared all of that. We did like everything there was to do in like two weeks. And then we're like and we stopped raiding. Like everybody just kind of like disappeared and then so like I stopped. I came back. I think it was right around the time of uh Dragon Soul. And uh I came back and I raided with months behind again and I was helping some people build up the uh the the staff or whatever out of Firelands here, you know, and then Pickles in chat saying know. he liked Kata quite a bit because you were AFK. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it was just like, I don't know, I, uh, it seems like every other expansion is usually the one that I kind of like take a break on, like I, I get burnt out or whatever. Um, so like I played vanilla hardcore BC, I, I took a break through a lot of the rating and stuff, came back toward the end of the tier, you know, uh, Wrath, I went hardcore, Kata was my break period, so... I don't have very fond memories of this. Place, so, so, I don't so really which expansion then do you want time walking for? Or did we already have it in Lich last time? Um, I would like I would like a Pandarian. Pandarian. Uh, <laughs> I loved Pandarian. I'm with you, Indy, on that one. <laughs> well, because I took a break for this one and I came back for Pan, you know, Pandaland. That that was when when I raided pretty hardcore again. So. I don't know. I, as long as it's not Siege of Orgamar, I'm I'm fine with anything. <laughs> you know, Siege is just too long. That's that's my only. If if it was broken up into like two instances or something, I'd be okay with it. Or maybe have like all the RP removed or right. being able to mount through that place. Like that would change everything. But I'm that sad that they long. won't do vanilla raid time walking. Yeah, I mean they kind of did. We had molten core for the anniversary. They just need to bring that back. Yeah, Blackwing Lair, next AQ. Give us one. Just bring. Just give us time walking in Nixia. That's all we need. Uh, BC Karazan, call it a day. You won't see Mike that week. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy. Uh, so if you're gonna be running this for some loot, and it's a nice way to get some loot, uh, also a great way to stay in shape. Um, <laughs> you. Uh, that was the running joke for our alt raid, by the way. <laughs> Y'all raid was a good time. Shout out to uh, to Silent Chaos, a great group. I love spending time with them now. They're my they're my friends. Um, some of them. Then there's Zista. Uh, yes. So if you need some loot, uh, that's gonna be a little bit of a topic here now because we've got some more time with the Great Vault. Couple weeks in, 
we already know about boss drops maybe being a little lighter than some people would like when it comes to raids and high-end mythics and things like that uh polygon actually did an entire piece uh that was very positive on this front saying that shadowlands and the great vault in particular finally fixes world of warcraft world warcraft's uh endgame problem as far as gear acquisition grind repetition that whole thing i don't know if i agree with this but let's start breaking it down we'll start with you indy first now that you've had a few weeks of getting a few great vault rewards maybe seeing if that compensates for running x number of mythics and being asked out and not getting a drop or doing the raids and not getting a drop has it kind of started to balance out now that uh, with the additional vault rewards and particularly the selection of the particular rewards if you have multiple uh objectives completed or is it still feel maybe a little lacking as far as gear acquisition for you now that we're a month plus in on the the high right. end of this well here's the thing i never thought loot was lacking um even when it's particularly sparse and the drops aren't happening and you run four mythics and you don't see a, a single thing. I never, it never bothered me because it's a more vanilla feel in vanilla. You could raid for an entire month and not get a single piece. Like you could, it, it, it to me, it just feels like, and you guys are going to make fun of me the whole back in my day thing, but it feels like they're making a happy medium between gear acquisition back then and now and it's not like it's not like an overwhelming amount of loot, but the um, the vault is a huge step up from what we had last expansion, which was open your chest, you get what you get. If you can use it, great. If not, there's a shard for you. And now you can do whatever you want to open up as many options. So even though this week my 220 eye level piece happened to be the same slot as my legendary and I couldn't take it, huge disappointment. Does it ruin the game for me? Absolutely not, because I think loot should be hard to get. Zista, do you kind of uh, ascribe to the same thought? I mean, I, Little Missy in chat saying jokingly, bring back currency from Wrath, but there is a <laughs> there is a segment of the audience that does want a revamped currency option instead of this this lower acquisition through dungeons and and raids that we have now, and with the the Great Vault being the essential essentially the payoff. Um, and we're going to talk about Ian talking to PC Gamer and some thoughts on this too. So let's not spoil what Ian had to say, but get your thoughts on here. Uh, I really like, uh, as opposed to like previous expansions with the the way the mythic cash worked and stuff like that. I like how you can really fine tune and like hone in on what you want. So like if you know, for example, uh, my best in slot weapon drops out of Plaguefall. So if I really want to try to focus on getting that weapon. I could do nothing but run Plaguefall keys all week, and then my loot pool is coming from Plaguefall. Right. So my my options will be all Plaguefall loot. So if I really just want that weapon, that's all I have to do. I like that because I can like gain the system a little bit in that regard. Um, but well, you can influence yeah, it, but you it still have the element lot. of RNG on. You know, yeah. the, you know, it's limited to Plaguefall, but it is all of plague falls potential drops so it may or may not be your weapon right so it's better obviously doing just all plague falls if i'm looking for that one weapon as opposed to doing right. so you don't falls, end up fires, opening you know, and a bigger pool of potential pool. Yeah. yeah yeah i don't know um 
I do see. I I am a. It is disappointing to do something harder, right? Mythic pluses, or get enough people and do a raid, or do on normal, or do it on heroic, uh, or you know those of you that are past me in in doing it on mythic, even it. It does feel disappointing to me to see the the fewer drops than in expansions past. Uh, that does not mean indie. I am with you a little bit here, though, too, when I'm like in a little older school and like it, uh, a slower acquisition. You know, like when back in the day when uh, I was running my my Warlock, I can't tell you the number of times I was running like Shadow Labs on Heroic and shit to, to try and, and trigger tier pieces and things. But it, it was just, and I like that. I have fond nostalgic memories of that. I don't have the time to do that anymore. And most of WoW's audience has escaped that time in their life too. You know, there's still a younger crowd playing the game, of course, but a lot of us are, you know, in our late 20s or uh, early 30s, mid 30s, and even older on on past that, uh, where we just don't have that kind of time anymore. So I do like the compromise, but there is a part of me that feels like, man, three, really? Three pieces? It's not even necessarily Uh, the time though. Like it's it's the attention span that that's another big thing because yeah. there's so many great games out there that people don't just stick to one game. Sure, there's a lot of people that do, but like you know, there's people out there playing Hades, you know, and then they jump in. Wow, do you know whatever their dailies are? Then they go log on and and play some Pokemon or something like, you know, just variety of stuff. So it's just, it's See, more accessible. That becomes a thing where I think that's more of a symptom if. If, if in World of Warcraft, let's just say everything's easily acquired, you get all your gear, your your eye level's the highest it can be, you ran your keys for the week, bing, bang, boom, you're done, then sure, yeah, you're going you're gonna to want to move on to other games. But if you make things hard to acquire and you stretch it out a little bit, then it keeps people engaged more. Sometimes. Or they lose interest entirely. It can go True. either way. Yeah, I, I think the only reason it works for me, Indy, I'm right with you on that. You know, you've got to find that delicate balance between this feels like a daily chore now, and yeah. uh, I'm I have all the gear, so I'm going to go play something else. I'll see you in the in the point one patch. Um, but I also think that you know, uh, Blizz has kind of helped themselves a little bit here in divvying up all the options too. They're they're gone are the days of this is the way you get this particular gear and that's it. You know, there are usually now multiple ways to move in gear directions. The Great Vault, I do I do like. I do like it. If you want a PvP, then PvP. You get rewards. You want to raid? Go ahead and raid. You're going to get yeah. rewards too. You want to do Mythic Dungeons? You don't have, you know, 20 people to go raid and you can't stand PvP, but you like dungeons with you and four of your friends. You're going to get rewards too. Uh, I like that. I do like that aspect. I think it's a delicate balance, and Shadowlands has certainly done itself some favors here by having a plethora of things to do. Some of which, it, in in expansions past, if there was a large feature I didn't like, Warlords of Draenor, I'm looking at you. If there, <laughs> it was so ingrained in the gameplay that if I just wasn't willing to take part in it then I was automatically just out. My character was not going to be, you know, geared enough to do certain things. 
Where in this expansion, if I don't feel like doing Torghast for a week or two, I don't feel like I'm nerfing the shit out of my character by opting out of that piece of content for a week or two. So I think they've they've done a little bit of uh, a little bit of good here uh, on this front. Now Ian actually talked to uh, PC Gamer. PC Gamer wrote up a, a huge piece, kind of like the state of World of Warcraft in 2021. So don't expect it to be like a full-blown interview. There were just a few questions uh, that they address. Ian has Acostas had a few things to say. We're going to jump to the loot one first. We'll circle back to uh, some of the other points just since we're talking about loot. Because they did uh, ask, hey, now that Shadowlands is out, are there any big pieces of feedback that you're working to uh, address? Uh, and Ian said, we're humbled by players' response to Shadowlands, but we know that launching an expansion isn't an end for us, but rather a new beginning. The team is listening closely to the community as we look to shape future updates. One big topic of discussion has been the way loot works in the Shadowlands endgame. We've significantly reduced the rate at which players earn item rewards, but at the same time also stripped away randomness and tried to give everyone more clear goals to pursue and continue over their progress towards them. When it comes to PvP itemization specifically, we're really happy with how that's playing out. But we think we can do more to make the experience of running dungeons and raids feel more satisfying when you don't get a specific item you were hoping for. Otherwise, balance remains an ongoing focus, both through hotfix adjustments to the live game and through more involved changes to player abilities, and especially new Shadowlands systems like Legendary Items and Covenants which will come in patches. So it would seem by that answer that not only based on feedback, but by their own metrics, they feel like, you know what? The dungeons and raid aren't quite where we want them either. It just, it seems funny because we're talking about like, uh, Missy had brought up like bringing tokens back and, and, and stuff like that. And we're going into that same territory of like they just launched classic wow right the whole system they're getting back to their roots again and they're learning from you know the way the game used to play and pulling from that and bringing it to shadowlands and now that we've gotten like the old school vibe back into shadowlands again now logically the next step to go is burning crusade and here we are talking about tokens again for gear you know like the valor token or are they valor uh, justice points yeah the justice, justice points. badges yeah, so it's like we're just—it seems like we're just going to keep going in this this cycle, cyclical loop. Do you get that feeling uh, from what he says, Indy? Because I don't—I don't know if that's where I think he's—he's he's going with this. Not really, no. And honestly, on on the note of PvP gear and loot, like I, I would know nothing. I haven't been into PvP seriously since like 2008, but. As far as loot goes, like right now, uh, it is night and day different than previous expansions. They've gone leaps and bounds to try and satisfy the players on like, if you want to, even uh, Zista just said, like if you want to acquire a certain piece of loot or a certain, you know, best in slot, you can specifically farm for that piece and you can tailor your vault to the point where you, you have more shots at that each week i think they've really gone above and beyond to not give everyone everything but you're still giving everyone a chance to get what they want 
Right, you know but what I mean? Like, let me make the counterpoint on this one. And I, I again, I agree with a lot of what both of you are saying here, uh, but I, I'm kind of like right in between you two on this one. But let me make the, the devil's advocate argument for you. When you have the system, particularly when it comes to mythic dungeons in particular, the way it is constructed with the Great Vault, you either are fine with the ultimate RNG of whatever pool I end up with, I end up with because I'm going to go run a bunch of mythics with friends and that's going to open up my pool and I'm okay with that, whatever. Or you're really, really trying to get that weapon, that uh, chess piece, that whatever, and so you restrict your mythic runs to influence the pool that your great vault chooses from. But then you're taking yourself out of content. Your, your friends want to go run a bunch of mythics, you're only interested in plague fall mythics. They're not okay. So maybe you run with them once, but then you're out because they're going to two or three other different ones. I don't like that aspect of this, where I do have a little bit of influence over the pool my great vault might choose from. But if I really want to get the best possible odds at that weapon that I need for my character, then I'm actually removing myself from just having a good time with friends and running you know, chain running four, five, six mythics that day. So there is, I think, a downside that does need to be addressed here, particularly if you go chain run those mythics for a day or two. That's, you know, whatever. You spend three, four hours, five hours over the course of two days doing it. Then you got to wait until Tuesday to see if you got what you wanted and you didn't get what you want. There is a, oh my God, I didn't get any drops that were useful while I was doing all that stuff. My great vault didn't pay off because of the RNG damn i mean they do have to i think they have to find something here right something well what if they i mean here's the thing and this would be in my opinion this would be going too far but they've they went as far as to give players uh loot specialization so you can say you know i'm doing this instance as this spec but i want right. my loot to be this spec what if they went to the great vault and said hey listen if you really need a weapon or you really need a trinket or whatever like you can maybe have something like the seals that they used to have in previous expansions to increase your chances of that or, or maybe re-roll. I still, I think that would be going too far, but like, what if they did something like that where if you ran all the mythics with your friends and, and sacrificed just grinding one for the one item you wanted, what if they had these things to let you re-roll and refresh your item? I think some type of re-roll mechanic might be, might be, intelligently implemented oh, they, they could give us uh, like a token in the the weekly chest as well like that you need like three or four weeks of tokens you know like so so you build up and you can craft you get like a fragment of something and then you craft the four into one and you can use that to exchange and you get like a piece that you want you know every four weeks or something like that or, or last three weeks two weeks whatever uh, that might be a little bit of a better system. I don't know. But yeah, and Kiggles is in, Kiggles in chat is right. Like if you're doing it all, if you're doing it all, you're doing the raid once a week, and you're doing a bunch of mythic pluses, and you're going to be in pretty good shape gearing up. Please don't misunderstand yeah. what we're talking about here. You, yeah. you particularly if you're a newer player and you're just coming back for Shadowlands or a returning player for Shadowlands, this is not a crippling gear system. It is not. You will be fine. You will get yeah. stuff. We're talking about. The people that are playing a lot and are up at 200, 205, 210, and, and in some cases even higher, and just trying to hit those best-in-slot uh, items at this point, 
it's a bit challenging and frustrating in certain scenarios. Um, but yeah, you're right. Kiggles is absolutely right. If you're doing your raids and your mythics and, and all that stuff, you're, you're, you're in good shape. And you're going to have plenty of choices to make every Tuesday with your, your vault and, and everything. So, Like a week has not gone by where I have not received some kind of an upgrade right now um but i will say yeah, I have today gone i didn't get weeks. one i was with, i was in the same boat indy was <laughs> i didn't get one it was it was well, I mean, high level like somewhere along for some different way. stats so yeah like somewhere along the way like you you got upgrades in mythics and raids earlier you know like yeah, sunday or on whatever. sunday i got some so, raid pieces so you know I, yeah. so by the time sunday comes around you might get more stuff yep. so what i'm saying is somewhere along the way not just out of the chest but somewhere along the way i've yet to not upgrade gear like out of the span of an entire week. Um, but I will say out of the last two weeks of raiding on both normal and heroic up to, I think it was six or seven bosses in heroic and a full clear in normal for the past two weeks, I've not gotten a single piece of gear out of the raid at all. And that seems like a problem. Yep. You got anima though. <laughs> got that 35 anima that makes up for everything. Yep. Uh, Ian also uh, was asked, uh, what should players be most excited about or looking forward to in 2021 in the world of Warcraft? And Ian said one of the most uh, one of the most ambitious and exciting aspects of Shadowlands is its setting. Uh, as the team expanded the Warcraft universe to define the contours of an all new plane of existence. As we look ahead to 2021, we're thrilled to be able to build further on those foundations to tell epic stories that interconnect with different powers of the Shadowlands, heroes and villains of Azeroth, and the inner workings of death itself. This year, we'll see players delve deeper into the mysteries of the Shadowlands, including settings even more fantastical than what we've seen so far. I can't say too much more without getting into heavy spoiler territory, but an incredible journey lies ahead as players work to thwart the plans of the mysterious jailer. All right, Indy, where are we going? Where are we going? I'm excited. <laughs> so having gone through all of the Torghast stuff and seeing the cutscene from Bolvar of, you know, where we're at with Anduin, with baby Anduin, uh, I'm super excited. Um, I want to know where the jailer pulled that, the, um, you know, the, the, what is it called? The crystal from like i want to know what realm yeah he and just what... reaches into a portal and and grabs it so i think that there's a good chance that if he's doing that we might then have to go somewhere or or go into some other realm of existence to thwart this uh attempt and i also am super excited i know it's not like super on the subject but with sylvanas anduin all this stuff that's going on yeah we talked about that cutscene last week yeah something big's gonna happen there he's either going to he he's not gonna choose what she wants him to choose so she's either gonna go down uh you know doing what's right or or he's going to resist and fail at resisting and then we're finally gonna get to see in dark mode anduin Zista, what do I'm you think? excited um I'm like I know everybody's on board with the theory that like the jailer, uh, and what's his name, uh, the the rune carver that the the rune carver is the uh, primus, and I'm thinking they're gonna flip that on their head, and that the rune the rune carver is actually gonna be the jailer, and the jailer is gonna be the primus. That's that's my running <laughs> theory right now, because I, I like to to go backwards. 
and you see like the the way the the runes are all over uh the the jailer and everything right now like they're the same runes that are sitting on the sword uh for the lich king they're the same exact runes are on his body so it's like he's infusing himself with all that stuff so i feel like we're going to go into like the next thing is going to be uh, going into the territory of like where that magic and what those runes and what that's going to actually summon us into like the the world we're going to go to from there. That that's where I'm heading. You're nutty. You're nutty. I think it's an interesting spin, but yeah. I think Denathrius would know his own brother. I think, think. I think you're nutty. Yeah, I don't you, think you Denathrius would, think. would help the Primus. But if if he's getting the runes carved into him, he can use that to change his appearance. Who knows? Oh wow! You, I think you're not. Isn't that from Saw? Like where the the killer makes himself the victim to trap the. Yeah. Kind of, kind of. But I, the way you were going with the carvings and stuff, I thought you were mentioning. Like, I think it was like one of the last season or the second to last season of Dexter. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like we're going in some weird territory there now. Um. Like, <laughs> Last piece in this PC uh, Gamer article, they did kind of, and this was not from Ian, this was just their own, you know, kind of summation thoughts at the end of the article. Uh, speculated on WoW 2.0. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. Um, we'll, we will when they do a WoW 2.0. We'll do a whole fantastical bonus episode. But I, I do want to ask just the basic question to both of you and, and get everybody's opinion here. Should they do a WoW 2.0? Like, you know, will they do one? Should they do one? And if so, like, where would it go? Um, because I'm more of the, I'm more of the persuasion that we're not gonna get a sequel to World of Warcraft, and that you're not gonna get World of Warcraft 2.0. If, <laughs> if anything, you know, if they wanted to do a graphic overhaul, system overhaul, you know, get rid of a bunch of technical debt out of the system and, and eradicate that by launching a sequel, I really just think it would be the continuation of the World of Warcraft in a 2.0 shell, not a direct sequel. That's, you know, that's kind of the way I think about a WoW 2.0 uh, or while, about a WoW 2. We're a little past 2.0. Um, I don't really think of it in, in in the context of a true sequel. Maybe an upgraded World of Warcraft, but maybe you guys think there's a sequel out there, Indy. <laughs> I'm looking at chat. I I please God no, just no, <laughs> just no. There's no point. Like, why would you go this long with a with a established franchise with with a a bolstering player base and go ahead and separate it? And make a WoW 2 for what reason? I don't think there's anything that a WoW 2 would give us yeah. that we couldn't get in and, our world I mean, of work. And that's what I, I mean, in the show notes I put here, I mean, I know, chat, you can't read these. I, I put the point, like, totally new, or does it just continue the World of Warcraft stories like the expansions currently do, but with in the settings of a new UI graphic system that, that a sequel would naturally bring? Because where do you go from it? You know, War, World of Warcraft has been the lore driver for the Warcraft universe. What do you, you just start a new one? You know, it almost sounds as like an MMO out there has already done this exact thing. <laughs> EverQuest, EverQuest 2, you know, like with the way to my, I, I not played either of them, but to my knowledge, the way EverQuest 2 worked is they 
set the story a thousand years or 10,000 years in the future. And I think that would be realistically the only way you could do a sequel is you have to separate it so far from what is going on that you would have to see like, what is the world like in years, light years ahead of where we are that you can't even begin to fathom. And I don't That's see the a, only way you can make it And I don't see a benefit for, for them no. to particularly do that versus let's look at Final Fantasy 14. And yeah, you guys know I'm a, a Final Fantasy 14 nut and everything. I'm going to bring it in and talk about it. But uh, the Relic Ride on Thursdays, Ready Check Radio, 7 p.m. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the it, I know that this is a bit of a different situation. This came out of necessity. But if you took the necessity out of this, what I'm talking about for World of Warcraft would essentially be what happened with Final Fantasy uh, 14? 1.0 had its own story, and had it not been a catastrophic failure, would have had its own expansion packs. But you had a huge revamp of the game, launched in 2.0, formed new systems, new graphics, new performance, updated this, updated this, updated this, but the story continued. There's connections between 1.0 and 2.0. That's kind of indie where I personally envision a wow two at some point doing that type of but not out of necessity because they fucked it up yeah that's a little different i'll, I'll give you that one well because even like with everquest one like you have there's still the game is still continuing on with expansions to this day they're oh, yeah. still releasing stuff yeah. and everquest 2 is also still releasing expansions to this day so both games are still alive and I don't want to necessarily say thriving, no, but they, you know, they are not thriving. We yeah, we got they're... recent we got recent yeah. numbers when Enet Global Seven bought Daybreak Games, and ironically, yeah. in the Daybreak portfolio, DCUO is the most thriving of the the yeah. MMOs in that stable. But they're still doing stuff with them, and it's still interesting to think about. Like you know, imagine just sit there. Imagine Warcraft ten thousand years in the future. Like is is uh, Hygel gonna be there? Is it gonna be called something else? Like, is did the volcano erupt? Is the entire you know like there's so much stuff that they could do and bring a story and like satisfy that curiosity for WoW two without necessarily killing the original Warcraft, but being able to split your time between the two would be a nightmare. That yeah. one would definitely suffer. So, is it a necessity right now? No. If Warcraft was to start dying out, maybe it's something to think about and talk about doing for the future when you plan on killing this MMO. but Yeah, and when Shadowlands for time. at least a few weeks is the number one fastest-selling yeah. PC game yeah. until Cyberpunk. By the way, I called that one. You guys didn't think it was going to happen. I'd... Although, you know, refunds. Uh, anyway. indie. <laughs> 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 uh, last week we talked about our favorites. Uh, that was the whole big premise of the show. There was a portion in there. We did not get yours. I don't want to go through all of them, but I do want to kind of catch you up here and we'll we'll say I know you want to talk about somebody, you know, very near and dear to your heart in a few moments here too. But let's go with your favorite raid in World of Warcraft history. In all of World of Warcraft yep. history? You can take Shadowlands, oh. you can take classic or not classic, vanilla, whatever you want. It's going to be vanilla. Between. It's a cross between, I mean, Blackwing Lair, and I know it's like super easy to us now, but back when we were 40 manning it and we were, it was hard. I, I would say though, Nax was a hell of an experience for me as, you know, a raider. And um, I, I would say classic Nax. Favorite playable race? 
Blood elves. Favorite playable class? Priest. Favorite, quote, good guy-ish character? They don't have to be true good guy, but good guy-ish. Ooh. Well, I don't think no matter what I say, it's going to be the right answer here because I like the bad guys that I think are good. Like... Do you want me to tell you what my answer was? Yeah. <laughs> Sylvanas. <laughs> and then, Zista, what was your answer for favorite bad guy type character? Sylvanas. Also Sylvanas. <laughs> so let me yeah. ask you this, Indy. Would favorite good guy and bad guy maybe be the same for you? Is this a wedding picture? What am I looking at here? Is this on the wedding invites? Yes. <laughs> that's this year's Valentine. Ah, it's this year's Valentine. That's that's Kale. That's why you sent him. Oh, no, no, that's Kale. Okay, never we're very happy together. <laughs> it's We'd Kale like... Thros Garona. <laughs> <laughs> or just Indy. What's it? Uh, Sunstrider? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. that actually works. Indy Sunstrider. Yeah, yes. I like that. So um, he... you know what though? He's he, through the Venthyr campaign. You learn a lot more about him. You kind of feel bad for him because the way that the accuser is slinging him around and bitch slapping him and denying him his vengeance, I felt bad for him. So I want to see more for this character in future patches because he's not finished yet. I loved I loved the whole Venthyr storyline, although it was just kind of like it's over. <laughs> like it was just do do do. We're doing all these things. So we're abrupt. doing all these things. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was over. Yeah. Very. It it was underwhelming, and so I hope that I hope that it's going to. We're going to continue this storyline to at least see him, uh, you know, atone, redeem, and go forward. Yeah. We're going to get new... more, but we're quite a ways from that now. You know, probably big yeah. match time. Uh, favorite dungeon in all of WoW. All of WoW. Oh, while Zista is timed out from Ready Check Radio's chat at the redemption of quest rewards from Shadow. Oh, rude. Oh, favorite dungeon. Man, that's a tough one. Golemans classic. Oh, wow. Does, does Mike remember his? <laughs> Mine was Dead Minds. <laughs> <laughs> do you know why though because i got my first epic in there as like a level 55 priest i got my first epic in there ah uh, all right all right it well let's talk times. about global favorites because screen rant although there's no like uh final fantasy does a like a full census every once in a while i wish world of warcraft would do it i always thought those were kind of neat uh, yeah. But somebody, if depending on what info they give out, so <laughs> they got to be careful. Other games have inadvertently released their subscriber numbers through mathematically being able to parse the data. So just be careful. Um, Screen Rant is uh, saying that you know they're able to get some information from uh, different aggregate sites, and although Blizzard doesn't give out the numbers specifically. Now, they've released saying that the most played race for Alliance players is humans, making mm -hmm. up 15% of total characters in the game. Night Elves are a close second when it comes to Alliance races in World of Warcraft, an estimated 12% of the class choosing the noc nocturnal humanoids. 
Uh, and on the other side, Blood Elves are far and away the most popular, making up a little over 15% of the total population. Uh, and that's 10% more than the second most popular horde race, Orcs. Any surprises here? I'm not surprised at all on the human front, and I can't say I'm surprised on the Blood Elf front. Uh, so I am surprised, maybe, maybe, that the biggest surprise for me is that the gap between Blood Elves and Orcs is as big as it is. <laughs> Other than that, I probably would have pegged all four of these as being the most popular, uh, Zista. Yeah, I mean, part of that, though, is because of Demon Hunters are limited to the Elf classes. So you have an entire class which happens to be like one of the most popular right. tank classes at the moment. Um, it's kind of locked behind one of those choices. So I think that has a bit of a role to play in it. Now, it should be noted, Indy, that these numbers, by the way, are pre-Shadowlands, but Shadowlands didn't add any new races or classes that are tied to a specific race that would influence the these numbers. So it's, it's pretty safe to assume that at least percentage-wise, these numbers have, have held up. Any surprises for you? Not really. I mean, listen, my first character in World of Warcraft was a human mage. I think it's very easy to fall into the trap of Alliance human. Yep. Um, but then we 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 grow up and we see the air of our ways. And then we we you know, we're we become for the horde. And uh Belf is an easy choice because if you're somebody like me that likes to play like a pretty human, Belfs are beautiful. Like who wouldn't want to play a Belf? Sister <laughs> rolling his eyes. Hey, I started my journey as a human warlock as well. Now I'm a troll druid, so oh, I'm a blood elf. I don't think I have no. I don't. Yeah, I hate my feet. Uh, sorry I, about those feet. I know. I don't think <laughs> I've actually I a created a human up? since that first character. All of my alts are not human. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I just want to be a torn demon hunter. Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> Before we imagine? go and show you, or uh, head on over to other. Um, non-World of Warcraft news. I want you guys to see this. Um, this, I think, is just absolutely tremendous. Take a look at this cosplay. <whistles> Terrestria uh, cosplay by Plexi Cosplay. Look at that. That is phenomenal. It's crazy. Yeah. A lot of tweets. It about a lot of tweets like, <laughs> saying that the wind was going to wreck their day and <laughs> things. But that is absolutely phenomenal cosplay. Uh, it almost Plexi doesn't look real. Cosplay. It's just it, like, I, I don't know if it was maybe touched up a little bit in, you know, post, but like, it just, it doesn't look real. And if it if it's 100% real, there like, were, there were people accusing it of being CGI. Uh, yeah, I don't well. think it's CGI. No. But I, th I definitely think some color corrections or something was done to it. But if if I'm mistaken, um, which I don't I, think I so. I mean, I maybe minor, like you know, uh, basic the typical, color like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing that's gonna make this look less impressive in person. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. would be the no, typical. I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from it at all, but it's yeah. just it, it looks like it was color corrected. That's all. It looks phenomenal. Well, that does. What indie? That happens. I I do photo retouch yeah, for yeah. cosplay models, and honestly, I think that's like the very basic kind of editing. Yep. Some people actually put the spells in there and like have glowing around their hands and stuff. I think that's. I think all of it's awesome. Yeah, I and agree. I love, if there's I touch up the here of any type, it is basic 
typical average run-of-the-mill portrait shot touch-up stuff. I don't think there's anything yeah. no. obfuscating it, or hiding like anything me, here. What it looks like to me is they rotoscoped out the, the cosplay and color-corrected just the costume, and I think that's what's throwing people off. Because the because environment isn't color-corrected. The corrected. environment is yeah. natural and the other is color-corrected. I think that's... It's just phenomenal. I mean, I, I, I don't know for sure if that's what it is, but that's what it looks like to me. I love cosplayers, and some of them just blow my mind. This, I think, is absolutely incredible, so I wanted to just kind of give it a shout. Uh, Plexi yeah. Cosplay. Uh, and if you see any great World of Warcraft cosplay you think we should feature on the show, absolutely let us know. We'll take a minute or two and and throw it on here. Uh, let's slide over, finish up some uh, some news here that is not World of Warcraft related. First up, we've got Battle.net 2.0 uh, launching. We've got the... It's not uh, totally available everywhere yet. It's kind of rolling out in different phases here in North America to users, and then will eventually roll outside of North America. Uh, I did not have the 2.0 yet. Do either of you? Mm -mm. Yeah, I've, I've had it for like 10 months now. Were you were you part of testing? I think so. Well, I would assume so. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> So are it's you are, in my corner forever? So yeah. Are you a fan? I I prefer it. Yeah. Because yeah. like occasionally I'd show like something to like I take a screenshot and my battle net would be there and I'd be showing somebody and they'd be like, "What's wrong with your launcher?" And I'd be like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> like I forget that I've been using it forever because that's been my norm for about ten months now. But I, I prefer it because I had to go back and look at what the the previous one that everybody was using and I'm like. Why did it take so long for them to make this switch? Because yeah. it, it just it looks fantastic. I didn't opt in yet, but looking at the pictures, Indy, I'm uh, I'm all in favor of it. the The yeah. left sidebar of the one the one dot X uh, is <laughs> with all the games getting listed is kind of just getting messy and annoying. Uh, so, looking forward yeah. to it. North America rolling out now um, officially, and then as it expands, it'll go outside to other countries. Uh, this is fun. This is fun. Overwatch uh, is ch getting changes made to its priority pass system. Zista, you're smirking already because people are abusing the shit out of it. And I don't think anybody's surprised at this, but there's going to be a little bit of a tweak happening. Uh, I think it actually already happened um, to the priority system, to priority pass system to hopefully help with this. Zista, what's, what's the deal with you Overwatch players always trying to scam the damn systems? I mean, when they make systems easy, easy to gain or game, uh, the the people are gonna do it. Like I have not participated in any of this myself. I haven't actually played much competitive. I played, I think, competitive at the very tail end of last season with like four days left on the clock uh, to do the end of my placements. And I saw the system in place, and I'm like, no, I'm just gonna go. I have one roll left. I have uh, healer. I'm not going to try to get into the priority because healer is a quick priority queue anyway. Uh, if it was DPS, I probably would have tried to do some stuff. But I know like people are intentionally throwing matches just to get, you know, like they're queuing up priority system. Yeah. Because getting you a tank get two priority passes. Yeah, and then they'll, they'll, they'll throw the match so it ends fast. So they queue right back up as DPS, which is what, you know, ideally what the system is for to queue as DPS. Right. So if, if you're not an Overwatch player, uh, just to kind of catch you up real quick here, you've got the three roles, right? You've got your tank, your your damage, and your support. 
and everybody wants it to be damaged. So here's the deal. If you queue up willing to be a tank healer, a tank, a healer, or a DPS, um, you will get two priority passes. If you win, I think you get, what, three? Uh, it's it's more than the two. I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it's three. Um, then you can use those passes to jump the front to the front of the line in a priority queue the next time you only want to queue as damage. And so people farm the passes so that when they do want to queue as damage, they don't have to wait in long-ass queues because there's a bunch of damage and no tanks and no healers. The problem with that is, yeah, people are throwing matches because they don't care. They'll queue up as whatever. Fine, I'm support. I'm tank. Great, give me my two passes. Let me get the fuck out of here. This match is over. I've got two priority passes. So they're going to be making changes to this. Instead of two passes, you're only going to get one pass. That'll kind of hopefully, Blizzard thinks that'll kind of stop the, the whole process there of wanting to just throw matches. Blizzard's also refunding passes to players if you queued up for a role using a priority pass, then had to wait longer than the estimated time for it. And these changes are already active. <sighs> On that note, Indy, uh, maybe you and I were a bit too PR speak when we talked about Jeff Kaplan saying Overwatch 2 had a ways to go and we kind of thought he was just kind of like, yeah, you know, I, I can't really talk about anything right now. Just It has a ways to go and it'll still be out <laughs> in a few months anyway. Hmm. Uh, because apparently now a lot of this is from leakers, so grain of salt, you know, sprinkle it all around here. But uh, Metro, who did predict the, the the new game's announcement at BlizzCon a few years back, and to be fair, on the other side of this, Metro has gotten some other things wrong, uh, too. So, grain of salt, grain of salt, grain of salt. All the salt. All the salt. According to Dextro, they asked Metro if he had heard anything about Overwatch 2 uh, in Twitch chat, and Metro replied that we may be in for a long wait. Quote, I've heard things. I heard that they're really fucking slow and that they're delaying it. I heard that they're really slow at developing it. From what I heard, it doesn't sound good at all. Sounds like it's very far off. Not too different from what director Jeff Kaplan said, Indy, when he said it had a ways to go. Yeah. Maybe you and I were a little gentle thinking he was just kind of side talking to evade the question. Maybe it actually has a long way to go. <laughs> I mean, I honestly think, and, and I dip my toes into Overwatch. I did today during server downtime and whatnot, but it's just kind of, it's not what it once was. And I just don't see uh, the market for it. Maybe it's just me. I, I don't know, but I feel like if they're going to invest so heavily into Overwatch 2, they need to make sure that, that Overwatch 1 at least has a you got to fix the problems with Overwatch 1 because what you were talking about just prior, like these are the same players that queue up for Mythics and leave the second they don't get the piece of loot that they wanted to drop to drop. Yeah. And like there, there has to be some sort of system in place. Every game has one where if you are the kind of player to throw matches and desert your team, there needs to be some sort of penalty for it. World of Warcraft has it. Maybe Overwatch needs to have it. Zista, there is talk from some, too, that believe we're not even going to hear about this at BlizzCon besides maybe a 
it's still in development thing. Like, don't expect a huge... I was sure, and I kind of still am, that we're going to be getting at least a beta announcement for it. What I will kind of peel back on now based on this stuff, I think it's reliable enough that to, to peel back on. Uh, I don't think we're going to get the beta access as early as I thought we were, probably looking at like an April or May. Uh, but I think we'll still get some beta information at BlizzCon. I'm not ready to back off that one yet. What about you? It's almost as if there was, you know, a voice of reason trying to come in here and tell you guys that it was probably not going to be coming anytime soon. But yeah, no, I I, I feel like, like I said before, uh, it was uh, BlizzCon two years ago where they had a, a map available for, for beta. That map was already ready to go and functioning and, and whatever there and a couple characters, you know, that had some talent stuff for it. I, I don't see why they couldn't rehash that and give that and make it more accessible with whatever changes that they've made so far uh, to us at BlizzCon. I'm not saying that they're going to, but I think that's that's feasible. I don't think we'll see much more past that, but why why not have something that's already been tested in the hands of more people? That just seems like a no-brainer to me. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, finishing off here, Hearthstone... Uh, we'll be covering this on MMO Bomb actually on launch day, but since I won't see you uh, for this show until then, Hearthstone is launching the first mini set for the Madness of the Dark Moon Fair expansion. Uh, 35 new cards. That's going to get you an entire set, two copies of every common, rare, and epic card, as well as one legendary, one of each legendary. For 15 bucks, if you want it, or 2,000 gold, there are four legendaries in the set. Uh, and then, of course, you could get them randomly through the, the card packs as well. Uh, that is coming out on the 21st, so Thursday. Two days for you uh, Hearthstone players, which, by the way, uh, .esports says there's quite a few of. Actually, maybe more than you think. I'm going to tell you to the number, and you let me know. Now, this is according to, uh, again... Blizzard doesn't give us exact numbers, but playercounter.com does use some algorithms to try and generate player numbers. And if you compare it to games that you can see player numbers for, like Dota 2, uh, for instance, or Brawlhalla, the counter seems to be pretty accurate. So if we take a look at Hearthstone, we've got 200 to 270,000 concurrent players, average players around 6 a.m. CT in 2021. And estimating that there are a total 100 million Hearthstone players around the world, that number is 10 times the player base when uh, 2014 at launch. And there's a 40% growth rate year over year in the game. And if that holds up, you'd end up with about 196 million players around the world by the end of the year. Any of those numbers surprising, Indy? Not really, I guess. I went the opposite way. I was super into Hearthstone when it first came out. Uh, being somebody who formerly played Magic the Gathering, I'm like, this is really cool. It's kind of like it's a TCG, but it's it's not quite as complex as Magic. And then they just went and turned it into this thing where, like, I think maybe the attraction is all the RNG. And you can tell me, like, oh, it's it, it takes skill to line up your things this way and then have everything proc a certain way. It, 
it's I think it's the same thing as like somebody who would sit in front of a slot machine and keep pressing the button. I think that's the allure of, of Hearthstone now. So I don't play it, but I think that it would definitely draw in a lot of players who are into that kind of play style. Jason Winter in chat, are you surprised by those numbers? Let us know there. I don't know. I don't know if you plan to cover those when you cover the uh, <laughs> the mini pack <laughs> launch, but you'll have to let me know. Zista, uh, honestly, I'm a little surprised, not by the concurrency, but I am surprised by the number of players worldwide. But I think I'm a little more surprised at a 40% growth rate year over year. I don't know yeah. if 2021 is going to hold that percentage. <laughs> Uh, but I am surprised that it's that big. Considering uh, what Fall Guys is is a dead game, right? Like they, that's the meme right now, and I think that game has like concurrently like thirteen or fourteen thousand players. Um, Hearthstone seems to be sitting pretty well. Pretty well. Uh, let's slide over now and do lore or lies. This is the segment of the show where we, all three of uh, the hosts, give you one statement each, one of which has a lie in it. The other two are the stone-cold truth, and it's up to you to tell us which one has the lie and what the lie is. It's not enough to just say, there's the lie. Our resident lore master supplied us with some info to be reading to you. You can follow Missy on Twitter at LilMissy4205. Huge shout out to her every week providing this fantastic information. And I got to tell you, last week I read sections one and three. Zista took number two in the middle. The last section was the one that had a lie in it. The truth is that all kidnapped leaders were assembled. Players did not really get to save any of them. The jailer held three of them. Anduin managed to call upon the light within the maw to give players a chance to escape. The jailer then smiles that he has what he needs. Now, the story team has definitely been giving Anduin some really big powers. First, we saw the mass resurrection uh, in the battle for Azeroth Lordaeron cinematic. Now we kind of got power word barrier to withstand against the Jailer. So here we go. Me, Zista, Indy, who's lying and how? Here we go. Players are transported through the Waystone to the center of the Shadowlands, the realm of Oribos. All mortal souls are to be sorted by the Arbiter, but are now flowing into the Maw. No one has ever escaped from the Maw before, and players are henceforth called Maw Walker. Uh, the Arbiter is at the very bottom of Oribos. The Maw Walker is brought before her and is given a glimpse of what happened to her. A black light is shot upwards from the flow of souls and strikes her, which causes her to go dormant. Since the Arbiter doesn't have a voice of her own, an attendant is selected to speak on her behalf. Talvanara states that before the players arrived, the Arbiter briefly stirred, and so begins the linear campaign through the different realms. One of those three statements is a lie. You've got to tell us which one in the comments below on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O. Please stop on by and make sure you're following all the socials. And for God's sakes, tell a friend. And come on over to a live show chat before you part way or we part ways here don't go anywhere right after today's show we've got another streamer coming online mr jason winter how are you sir 
I'm doing pretty well. How are things with you? I can't complain. I can't complain. What do you, what do you think of those Hearthstone numbers being uh, the kind of Hearthstone correspondent for MMO Bomb? I know you didn't cover it today. You have it set aside for actually on mm -hmm. the 21st, but what do you think of those player numbers? Bigger than I expected, honestly. Wow. A little bigger than I expected. Well, there you Especially, go. Especially, did it take into account the last few months when they've been kind of being dragged through the mud with the... Well, it said packs? as of 2021. So what I, I don't right. think they're going to hold that 40% growth throughout this year, but we'll see. <laughs> no. We'll see. What are you playing tonight? Uh, going on, continuing with Mass Effect Andromeda. Got a new planet to look at today, so uh, join me for that. And more alien butts. Uh, maybe maybe butts, maybe not. I don't know that. <laughs> You can you can never tell when you're going to see some alien. I'll see ass. if I can get the right decisions, make the right decisions for butts. I'll see if I can. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Anything. Chat, stay tuned after the stream. After post show, we'll go dark for 10 seconds or so just to relabel everything for Mr. Jason Winter coming online. We will be back Tuesday, 7 p.m. for another edition of Snowbound. But make sure you join us Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern for the Relic Grind. That's our Final Fantasy 14 Square Enix podcast. And on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern for Gaming Gumbo, our weekly gaming wrap-up show. Until next Tuesday, Indy, where can everybody find you? You guys can find me on Twitch at Indy Garona and also Twitter and Instagram and all the socials. Indy Garona is the name everywhere. And I'm bringing back Fit Gamer, so stay tuned for all that fun stuff because it should be an adventure. There you go. Zista. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Zista, X-I-Z-T-A, and on Twitter at Itzista, uh, down below, somewhere over there. <laughs> Just going to let you point there for a while. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally on Twitter right there at MagicMan1. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio so you get tweets on all the shows and all the streamers when they're going live. Their schedules are also up on the site. Until next time, gang, stay safe. And we'll see you out on the servers. So I didn't realize last week during Lords or Lies I was a Mike Burns sandwich. <laughs>